What is going on, Irregulars? Welcome back on another Thursday. It's your boy, Bobby. Caitlin. Scud. Uh, are you excited to say it's your boy, Bobby, again? I am. I get excited to hear it. I don't let him say it when I intro. <laughs> yeah, I am excited, even though all my friends make fun of me for it. But, like, it's, like, one of those, like, running jokes now that, like, I've just owned and accepted that, like, I'm a loser. And it's easy to pretend to be you. Like, that. all I have to do is say that line. I'm like, oh. It's your boy, Bobby. <laughs> yeah, and then you can just easily make fun of me like that. No, yeah, you're right. Love you're that right. for me. <laughs> that How are you? you? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I'm good. Uh, kind of house-sitting right now a little bit, you know? So, well, I mean, I'm not kind of. I am, that. right? <laughs> yeah, that was kind of a dumb statement. No, so I'm house-sitting right now, so it's uh, it's going to be nice just being able to, like, finish up here tonight and then just go right to bed and not have to, like, drive home and all that stuff. But, uh, but no, I started a new hulu series i was gonna say netflix series but it's not it's a hulu series called the hand handmaid's tale hand yeah handmaid's tale heard of that yeah i don't know where i'm at on it like it's interesting can you give me like a little synopsis because i think that i know what it's about but i'm not 100 percent sure so like it's hard to explain without like giving some things away in that and i'm almost done season one well if you're watching it press fast forward because i want to know yeah so like basically what happens is is like some shit gets fucked up with the government surprise surprise and um it becomes like really like like totalitarian like and like women lose their rights like like instantly like overnight like i thought yeah and then they have these things called and it's just really really like weird like political and like society there's like a huge like society shift and all this stuff and they have these things called handmaids which are literally women that are fertile and they are only to bear children so like the wives of what these commissioners are called are still married to their husbands but they aren't allowed to have sex with them or do anything or bear their children. That's kind of like The Giver. Have you ever, ever read that book, The Giver? I've never read a book from cover to cover. <laughs> well, it's so. the same idea, and they do have a movie about it. But. Oh, yeah. So it's like, and they have like this ceremony where like the, like, you know, the uh, handmaiden lays on the bed and like holds the arms of the wife while the commissioner or the husband like, comes in and just like no mis- pun intended <laughs> yeah well like missionary fucks this girl for f- five minutes and then you know blows his load and and that's it and the whole point is just to have them like bear children and like there's of course like a love story attached to it so there's like this girl who you know when this all went down got separated from her husband and kid and now she's a handmaid you know that's the whole point so like i get like where it's going Obviously, she wants to get the fuck out and mm-hmm. find her husband and kid because there's like, I think like Canada is like asylum, essentially. Standard. Yeah, right. <laughs> and so like I get where the storyline's going, but I'm like, all right, this is good for like a like a series, a quick series. And then I looked and there's four seasons and I'm yeah. like, how like this plot has to change, right? Like you can't drag that same story of her like trying to get out of this shit. For I think it was I counted another thirty six episodes. That's probably why more girls watch it than guys because we get attached to the drama. You want to see a resolution? Like yeah, like I want to see this girl like knife someone and get her ass out of there. Like like do something. Like you're sitting here like 
every episode thus far is you can see the gears turning in her head like she's plotting it i'm gonna do this or you know like I'm, I'm i'm starting to make calculated moves to figure out really what's going on and how i can get out of this but like nothing's happening yet i'm like can we fucking do something already well, and it's also like building up the resolution so much that eventually whenever it does happen no one's gonna be happy with it yeah like, like game of thrones round two i didn't i didn't watch game of thrones because really that's terrible me. terrible i'm not into like weird shit like that you wouldn't think that i am either but then Here i loved are. it yeah i'm not i'm not into that i would say give it another try i know oh i i've only seen like spare like uh like random episodes like at my do. sister's i guarantee you're gonna the only way that you get into it is starting from season one if you date a girl who likes it yeah. and really liked it and was like, you got to start over. You're not going to be like, no, fuck you. <laughs> like, you're like, oh, okay. yeah. So basically you get forced into it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let me get on that. Let me That's go find how a girl. It worked for me. Me and my, I, my ex and I, like, let's just, it's been long enough at this point. We fucking hated each other. Like we did not like each other at all. We're like, what is one thing we can do that will like make it look, look like we like each other or like we can fake it for an hour. Game of Thrones. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not. I got a great show out of it, and uh, huh. I, I kicked into the curb a year and a half ago, so I'm good. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So I just don't like. I don't know. I'm just like curious because I don't know if it ends in season four either. Like I don't know if that's if, or if there it keeps going. But I'm just like, this bitch can't be a handmaid for for 36 more episodes. Like or and not at least try once to get right. away. So I don't really well, keep us updated because I'm interested now, but I have no interest in watching it. Yeah, it's it's really weird. Like I'm not gonna lie, there's some times where I'm just like, why am I still watching this? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> sometimes is... those are the ones that fucking get you though. And that's what I'm hoping. And the, but like you said, like no matter what the resolution is, I'm like, fuck. Like yeah. if I watch this and then finally like they just like cap her ass at the end, and I'm like, <laughs> really? I watch, and they're not short episodes. They're they're hour they're an hour long. So yeah. it's like. 36 episodes 36 hours that's fucking three days you know what i mean like wow. i can't I, or more than three days whatever you give <laughs> i think or it's less than, less than oh my god <laughs> it's late we're fine if you're watching the handmaid's tale please write in let us know what you think of it Absolutely. is it worth it for bobby to keep watching i've, I've only gotten two responses one person didn't uh, finish season one didn't start season two and the other person is loving it and just started season two are they both girls they are actually uh Three. One is on starting season four, and it's a guy. So he told me to stick with it. He's like, it just keeps getting crazier. And I'm like, yeah, is she going to kill someone? Is she going to do something? <laughs> like, fucking tire sitting around. You're sitting on your hands, girl. You know what I mean? Like, but yeah. So how about you? What's up with you? Um. Well, I was on family vacation last week. Lucky. Which, um. If you follow us on Instagram, which you fucking should, there's actually no excuse at this point if you don't, so... Just She's saying. not wrong. We can see our, our our subscriptions versus our Instagram followers, and they don't align, and I'm pissed. So yeah, that start is hitting weird. the follow button, you fuckers. But I digress. Um, So I went away with my family last week. The first couple days, my boyfriend was with me, um, and then we actually brought his kids the third day, which was really nice. I got to have some, like, my family and my niece and my nephew with his kids who were similar in age. So it was a really, really cool day. Um, I had a great time the first three days. Um, however, I had every year when I go on vacation with my family, I always feel like it's kind of like a, like a Petri dish and like, you're just like, what is going to like, I'll put all these different things together 
and put them under a microscope and just see what the fuck happens, see how it reacts. And every year I'm notorious for having like a day one breakdown just because it's a lot of different energy in the house. Like I just usually get in a huge fight with my mom. Like one year I threw a lime at her head the first night. Like it should, we just don't, don't do well. Because like there's like some people that are like rushing to get into wherever you're staying and like get unpacked. And yeah. there's other people who are like, yo, let's just hit, let's just yeah. dump our stuff off and hit the beach. Let's you drink. Know. Like there's just a whole bunch of shit. So um, there's two things that I want to get into with this. Number one, day one, um, I did have a very bad panic attack, which I have a history of panic attacks. Um, I've been having them since I was like probably 16, but. They've gotten really bad over the last three years. Um, when I moved out of my old apartment with my ex was the last time I had one. And so I thought maybe it was situational and I grew out of them. But I had one like three weeks ago and then another one this past Saturday. So, so was it a bad one? Yeah. But the thing about this one was like it was a little bit different than normal. I could feel it coming on and I was like I just – the best way I can explain them is I feel like someone else is like – robot controlling my body like I don't have control over what's happening and what I'm feeling and my reactions to things so I I felt like as soon as I walked into the house at the shore we got home from dinner that first night like there was eight people in the house it was loud but like for some reason the noise like I was like it like lit my blood on fire I was like I can't be in this home with this many people when it's this loud but it was not that big of a deal like normal brain Katie was like not that big of a deal and I knew that but I but the process when it was coming into me, I was like, I can't handle this. And so I was like, okay, I just need to just let this run its course. Usually for me, that looks like crying really, really hard, hyperventilating really, really hard, some convulsing, breathing really hard into a bag for about two minutes, and then just like controlling my breath, getting really exhausted. Somewhere there's a headache in there. And then at the end of it, I'm like wiped out starving but i feel so much better and this usually lasts like maybe the the actual like peak of it like maybe 10 minutes but the buildup can be anywhere from like four hours to like three days and this one i could tell had been like a couple days coming on so that happened and that sucked i feel like you living by yourself and then going to yeah. a house full of eight people that probably didn't yeah. help as opposed to before you were living with someone yeah. else so it's a little different and I always have had a, a tough reaction to it regardless. And now that I'm living alone, it's like it was amplified. Because you go from practically tenfold. pure silence. The yeah. only thing that's loud at your apartment is the train, the train. when the, when the train Ugh. comes through. Yes. And that motherfucker's loud. And also, like, I was actually talking about this to my friend the other day. I'm not the person that lives alone and, like, has conversations with myself. I am quiet the whole day. Like, I don't speak a word. I'll sing a little bit because I, like, like to sing a little bit. Um but yep. I don't like have fake fights with people. Like I don't talk to myself. Like I just. Did you ever I'm see that quiet. one meme where it's like living alone's weird? You'll you'll go all day and and then like start singing a song and you're like, oh, that's what my voice sounds like because yeah. you just realize like, wait, I haven't used my voice all day. During the <laughs> pandemic, I realized there was one full day where I just did not speak one word out loud the whole day. I was like, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> this is fucking crazy. But anyway, so yeah, so. That happened day one, and then boyfriend was there a couple good days, and then as soon as he left, it was like, I don't, I guess, because I've been in therapy and I've been doing so much personal work, I feel like I'm in such a better place now. Like, I feel, like, just happier and, like, able to address conflict and, like, navigate my own feelings and my emotions a lot better. Obviously, I still have work to do, but I just feel in my regular life so good for the most part. 
Um, and man, like being around my family, I felt like I was spinning out of control, had no control over my emotions, like was just leading with like anger and like defensiveness. And like I was just like my worst self pretty much for three consecutive days. And like I I don't I, – I, I couldn't figure out why and it was like pissing me off. I'm like this is not the person that I am. And the more I tried to backpedal, the worse it was. Like I was just mm. like – the grave's already been dug. Yeah, and I was, like, trying to be like, no, 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 I've grown up. I'm better. I'm better. And then I just looked so much worse. And it was, like, I wasn't fun to be around. Like, and it wasn't anything, like, major. It wasn't like I was running around, like, like flipping tables. Like, I was just, like, being a little bit of a bitch, like, the whole week and just being, like. A Debbie Downer. In a weird way. I can't explain a it. Karen? Maybe all these like bad female yeah, names. Yeah, I, I, sorry really to was. Karen and Deb. I mean, out there. it really was like, f- like fully leaning into all of the emotion in me and like not using my logical brain and using my like unhealed like defensiveness brain, yeah. which is like the worst version of yourself. Um, so it was an opportunity to reflect. Number one, because I was like, okay, I'm seeing this is happening. It took me like three days, unfortunately, and I had I actually left midweek to go home and bartend, which was the best thing I could have done because I could like remove myself from like what the fuck is going on this is not you long drive home alone yeah so I came back and I'm not gonna say I came back a different person the next day because I didn't I was still like battling it but it was just interesting for me to realize like family is sometimes very triggering for people I think like because I really dug deep into this and like why is this happening and I feel like now so much of my growth has been I don't need to prove myself to people because I know who I am. People who love me know who I am, and that's enough. But for some reason, I felt like with my family, like, well, they know me better than everybody. You know what I mean? Like, my family's seen, like, the dustiest corners of my soul. And if I'm faking anything, like, because that's always a fear that I have, and that's, like, getting very deep into my therapy uh, journey, but uh, a fear that, like, I'm faking this, like, happiness and that, like, the real me quotes is, like, not good enough or like and that people will find out and then they're not going to love me and all that shit but I think that like being with my family I was afraid like okay like the the rose-colored glasses are off they're going to see me everything that I've been putting on for the last six to eight months that I've learned in therapy is actually not real and I'm actually this terrible person and they're all going to see me and call me out and like that's not true I know that's not true but for some reason that like that like fear of rejection that comes from childhood trauma was just triggered and really really presented itself in a very ugly way so i need to go see my therapist so all in all what's her name again julie julie she's great yeah Uh, i ditched her two weeks ago so i i need to go see her but um but i'm i think i feel i feel grateful that i'm in a better place to be able to have the ability to look at that and be like, okay, well, this is what that was. Now we need to figure out how to make sure that that doesn't keep happening. So yeah, no, that's good. I mean, did you have fun? I did. It was it was relaxing, not as relaxing as I'd hoped, but I mean, I feel like I'm in such a transitional year, and I I'm always looking for opportunities to grow. So what did, what did I say a couple of weeks ago? Twenty nine to thirty. That was mm-hmm. my. Yeah. My uh, awakening, I guess yeah. you could say. So, and it's still, I'm still riding that high right now. So, you know, have fun. 
I, I know like what I it's was, like. I was, I was, I felt good too. I, I hadn't seen my therapist in a while, and I was like, I don't really have anything to talk about. And now I'm like, Julie, girl, <laughs> I need you. <laughs> Speed dial. <laughs> bam, 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 bam. Awesome. So, yeah. Well, I'm glad you had fun. It wasn't as fun, but I mean, uh, you know, whatever. It it was more relaxing than going to work. Put it that way. I'll say this too. Um, and this is gonna get a little vulgar, but I don't really care. Um, trying to have sex on vacation with your family. I've always been able to do it, like, because I've had boyfriends there in the past. But we had his kids with us, and uh, like, had another element. Oh my god! Like I've never been cock blocked by a six year old, and it is the, like the least sexy thing I've ever experienced in my life. Like <laughs> I'm literally on top, like riding him, like door locked, lights are off, like music's blasting so no one can hear. Okay, like, and I looked at my mom beforehand. I was like, "Can you keep an eye on the children for?" 15 minutes and like my mom's cool so she was like yep and they found a way around her and they're banging on the door dad dad are you almost done and i'm like well not anymore <laughs> no nope. he looked at me he's like i can't do this i'm sorry like i'm like great <laughs> sweet that's so, awkward they're not even my kids and they're cock blocking me but i love them so that's a funny story though yeah I mean, I'm like, sure there'll be many, many more. <laughs> Hold on to your hats. But yeah, oh kids gosh. are the worst cock blocks of all time, I'm learning. so. Yes, um, that I can agree with. <laughs> I don't have any kids, so I wouldn't know. I don't but either, but here we are. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, uh, let's dive into today's topic. Um, today's guest. Yes, we have a guest. Finally. Um, or should I say tonight? Because it is nighttime while we're recording. But um, Today's guest is a good friend of mine. Uh, I actually started working with him. That's how we met at a, one of our old jobs. And I kind of, I'm pretty sure I trained, I'm not trained, yeah, I trained you. Um, and then he became one of the best guys on the team, of course, because, you know, I trained him, right? <laughs> uh, no. Good and way I, to look at that. I like that. Yeah, no, no. And then him and I just kind of kept in touch after I had left that position and then, you know, have been pretty good friends since. And actually, him and I just went to the uh, the Your Life gym this past Sunday, which nice. was a good time. Yeah, yeah. So I would like to introduce my buddy, Alec. Alec, how you doing, brother? What's up, guys? Hey, thanks for coming out. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, so um, we're going to, before we get into like the topic and stuff like that, Paint a little picture, man. Who are you? What are you into? You know, kind of give us a background. What's your blood type, social security <laughs> number, you know? My name's Alec. I'm 31. I live in Fort Washington. Um, I run two businesses in the automotive segment. Um, of course, I'm in the cars. That's how Bobby and I connected. Um, also really into fitness, personal development, food, traveling. <laughs> he said food. Of course. This man can eat. I'll tell I bet him when we were working together one time, you know, El Amon taco place yeah 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 he's like i've never been there how is it amazing <laughs> yeah. is oh, that yeah. the one that has um like free margaritas yep oh shit where's yeah. this again uh, they're all over there Ambler. yeah there's one in ambler there's one in conchahawken and right off of uh right actually right next to my the one store i work at down ah. in flower town yeah but he <laughs> anyway, was back yeah to he the was story. like yeah he was just like <laughs> You know, you want to go to El Moon? Like, I'm starving. I'll bust up, you know. Uh, I think he was like, I'll bust up eight tacos. I said, bro, there is, there because they're not small either. I'm like, bro, there's no chance you bust up eight. He goes, I bet you I'll eat ten. I said, what's the bet? He goes, you buy them if, bet, let's That's go. A good bet. This man smokes Light ten work. tacos. How long? Let a couple minutes. It Literally, they showed up, and I think I got five tacos, and he was done ten. He just scarfed And you them can down. eat, too. I can eat. And this dude just, 
snuck a stroll in and hailed them. It's my calling in life. Uh, <laughs> also, a... you have a very sexy voice. I did not realize that until right now. Ladies, I'm just saying. Oh, agree, boy. disagree? Anyway. I mean, I moving on. I guess I can agree, <laughs> right? <laughs> I, mean, I told you before I was on the podcast that your voice records very well. No, so yeah, we're not listening to the same podcast, probably. <laughs> but um, but no. So Alec is uh, to say the least, a very interesting person. Um, him and I have had long. Uh, actually, this past Sunday had like a nice long talk about kind of some things that he has ideas on that. Hopefully, you know, him and I can work together on to absolutely, you know, which the podcast will be tied into. I'll explain to that. Uh, this is news to me, but I'm pumped up. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Um, Alec, your story kind of revolves, you know, I didn't really know about this when I first met you because you would always like kind of make jokes about like, you know, oh, let's get fucked up or like whatever. And I'd be like, all right, man, like let's party. And then we would go out and you'd be like, nah, I don't drink. And I'm like, what? What? Wait, what? <laughs> like, you just sat at the office like, let's go grab beers. For, yeah, like, so like, what, what's going on? So like, you're you're sober, correct? Mm-hmm. Like, no substance abuse for how long? Uh, it varies, but I'm just approaching my ears with alcohol. Um, other extracurriculars longer, uh, probably closer to 10 years. Oh, my gosh. Wow, congratulations. Thank yes. you. First things first. Round of applause. Yes. 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 We were talking about this before we started um, about a potential trigger warning, and then we realized that if you are triggered by alcohol, you don't listen to this podcast because, uh, you know. Yeah, we're going to we're gonna dive into it. So your, I would say your substance of choice was, was, I would say, mainly booze, correct? For the most part, yeah. Yeah. So where did, give us an idea. Like, where did that start? You know, what did that look like getting down that, that rabbit hole of addiction to alcohol? Uh, so I guess I was a late bloomer. Um, I didn't really have many friends in high school. I didn't go out to parties. Didn't go to prom. I wasn't allowed to. Um, you were in a... Why? Uh, I started a food fight uh, <laughs> last week of school. Not what I was expecting. I'm thinking you're going to be like, my parents were Mormon. Uh-huh. We, we all wore uh, yarmulkes. I don't know what I'm saying, you but started, you know what I mean. He, he, got t- he got 12 tacos and rifled two of them. <laughs> No, they, were, they were pudding packs. I just started wailing this. Thing. Pudding? <laughs> pudding packs. Stop. Yeah. Wait, so did your parents forbid you or did the school No, I got uh, I was suspended. Oh, shit. <laughs> what a great story, yeah. though. You're like, I didn't have many friends, didn't go to prom, because I was, started a food fight, that motherfuckers. That was the grand finale. Wow, okay, continue. <laughs> um, but anyway, I didn't drink in high school. I, you know, I didn't go to parties, none of that. Uh, I just go home, play basketball, play video games. That was it. Did you um, try drinking like when no. was the first time you took a sip of alcohol freshman year of college Ooh. Yep. can i ask uh family dynamic like did your parents drink did you have any siblings that drank uh no only child um, oh. parents are divorced um just never really had an interest to be honest and neither of your parents were really big drinkers mm, casual okay um i just never had the opportunity never really had an interest um and then uh, i was gonna go away to school i got into a few schools all over the country um Decided to stay local. I went to Chestnut Hill my freshman year, okay, uh, which was a very lame school. So I had to, uh, you know, branch out. I didn't have any friends and uh, didn't want to sit in my room. So, um, you know, started trying to uh, to meet people, which you know I'm pretty introverted and that was kind of tough. Uh, so I went to my first party. Uh, they had a keg there. It was Heineken, and Ooh, uh, that's a bougie ass keg. Yeah, I guess yeah. So. Well, I Ours guess was just, like a lion's head, and it was yeah, warm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it was probably like four days old. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I I didn't know what to expect, and uh, you know, I figured you know it was the, the thing to do. I was my chance to try it, and uh, did you like it? No, I thought it was gross. Yeah. Um, at first, to be honest, 
Um, Kids for Spears Heineken, like <laughs> yeah. had some bougie shit. Yeah, yeah, that was it. And uh, I guess from there it was all you know downhill. It, it accelerated over the years. Uh, I didn't have much interest in school. Um, you know, I went to a bullshit you know liberal arts program for a while. Um, just trying. Hey, to... I have a liberal ar- liberal arts degree. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> um, I just didn't know what I wanted in life. Um, you know, I didn't have much. Uh, um, like you know, direction direction you know i think a lot of people actually might be a, a bold statement i don't think a lot of people really know what they want to do but i certainly didn't and uh i figured this was my time to enjoy and uh you know get away my first chance of freedom and uh you know all kind of uh spiraled out of control there i started to uh, enjoy myself more and more and uh you know school took a, a back burner to that and uh you know everything kind of started to compound from there uh, i started going out more you know, couldn't make those early classes and then, uh, you know, your grades start to suffer and then, you know, more kind of falls on your shoulders and, uh, you know, kind of goes from there. How many nights a week or days a week do you think you were drinking? At first, I mean, on the weekends, you know, I thought that was the thing to do, what everybody did. And then uh, from there, I mean, four or five nights a week. Like were you, were blackout you, drunk <laughs> yeah i was gonna say like were you drinking by yourself too or were no. other people or would you just find a different group yeah of- you bounce around um no i didn't drink by myself but uh you know you always find people oh do you want to go out tonight do you want to hit uh you know thirsty thursday yeah my brother-in-law he he went to west virginia he's been on the podcast before you guys remember zach um i can't remember what episode i think it was like 21 or something like that he was but- on two of them he was on two, um, but he he told me he's like, bro, like uh, down in West Virginia. He's mm-hmm. like, when I, he's older, he's thirty. He'll be thirty seven, I think. He's like, when I was there, he goes, you can get wrapped up in the bar scene oh, down yeah. there. He's like, there is a bar special every single night at a different bar. Like, one was Penny Pitchers. Mm-hmm. It was oh a, my god, it was a five dollar cover. And you walked in, one penny got you like one of those mini pitchers of beer. Wow, and I'm like. Bro, you could go in and be the fucking Yikes. man for seven dollars. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And like when you're a college kid, like I'm sure you know, like you're broke. You know what I mean? Like yeah. ninety nine fucking percent of the kids there go in there with seven dollars and you have a that's on Monday. And then on Tuesday they have Taco Tuesdays with fucking free margaritas like El Moan, you know what I mean? Or like then Wednesdays, you know, whatever it is. And then it's Wing just Night in Bloomsburg. Ooh, yeah, never Wing forget. Night. Yeah. So like it's crazy. So I'm sure even though you went to like a smaller, like more closed college kind of thing i'm sure you found i mean oh yeah i mean you had to go off of campus but you know at this point i was still keeping it somewhat under wraps i mean for a normal freshman um you know and then it just got worse throughout the year i lost interest in school i uh, eventually left and uh went to monco you know kind of fell out of it i was like all right let's give this a try um it just continued from there um i did a semester at monco and then uh ended up um giving it one last shot going to uh, Cabrini and that's where uh where's that at wait uh, like right past King of Prussia oh okay okay a party and, there uh, yeah it was a different uh different environment for sure I actually got written up for drinking while I was in the application process oh um, my god still wait hold on written up for walk, drinking walk us through yeah. that <laughs> yeah my application was in this was the uh summer I was uh I guess summer before fall classes uh, I would go to the, uh, you know, dorm parties or wherever they were there. Yeah. Um, and we'd just get out of control and uh, campus security would come around and, you know, bust it up and took my info down. I still got in somehow. Nice. That's insanity. 
But, How do you uh, get in trouble before you go to a co- at that's the college? A, that's the thing. They took all my info and wrote it down and put it on file. Oh, that's so funny. I mean, now it's funny. Obviously not at the time. Yeah, but that, that file only grew thicker throughout <laughs> the, uh, the year or so I was there. Um, it was a wild ride. And uh, just, you know, got to a point where school took an absolute last, you know, backseat yeah. to, uh, you know, I thought I was there to enjoy myself, which, you know, I think a good amount of people do, but uh, it just got out of control there. I mean, it was a different element. Um, you In know, what the, way? It, it wasn't as a, a small of a, uh, a campus. You know, there was a lot more parties on uh, on campus, you know, you access to a lot more, um, you know, definitely more of a, a scene, Pe- more people living there. Now, did you, yeah, I was going to say, did you live at both of these schools? Like, was that your first time away from, from home? From, yeah. I know your parents are separated, but like from mom and dad? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I know that that was like, you know, um, to build off of last week's episode, like that was the first time I lived away, you know, which was last week's episode was me getting in trouble. Um, that was the first time I lived away from my parents, you know what I mean? And that's like a big change. Oh, yeah. Culture shock. Huge. Yeah. You're like, Oh shit. Like I have to do laundry myself. Like mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Let's... See, for me, it was more like, so I can get hammered and I can fuck whoever I want, whenever I want. No one will know. <laughs> exactly. I'm fucking yeah. in baby. Let's go. No, I mean, yeah, it's definitely that too. But like, you know, like you said, it's a culture shock. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do you think that had anything to do with it? Oh, like, 100%. It was, yeah. a, it was a taste of freedom. And, uh, you know, I thought this was my chance to uh, to have some fun, uh, live like a rock star, and uh, enjoy it. No, you said you would, like, cut loose and whatnot, mm-hmm. you know, at, like, these parties and stuff. Like, I know what I used to do, like, when I was, you know, I wouldn't say I was an alcoholic, but, like, I know, like, how I would cut loose and everything else. Like, what, like, what would you do? Is there anything like specific? Like, would you are you the wild guy or are you the guy who's just <laughs> super hammered in the corner? Because you know, there's two different types of like, or are you the creepy guy <laughs> or that? You know what I mean? No, I just I looked at it as you know, it was like a jackass movie. Um, <laughs> so he was the wild guy. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. so he was the guy you were standing on tables and shit like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's so crazy. Riding the shopping cart down the, the stairs and oh my god. Um, I mean, you name it, you know, driving my car across the campus. Um, <gasps> What's the uh, the quad? Yeah, the quad, oh like the grass God. and all that stuff. Um, Wait, dude, it's so- you're so quiet. Like I don't, <laughs> I can't picture this. Like oh, I've yeah. known you for what was it, two thousand sixteen? When did is when we met? Two thousand sixteen. Yeah, yeah, sixteen. It's like so I've known years. you for five years, mm-hmm. and I would have never ever. And I know your story a little bit, but not obviously to this detail. Would have never pictured you as the kid, like. Hot, yo, like I'm fucked up. Push me down the fucking steps oh, in this yeah, shopping 100%. cart. I can't believe that, dude. Because yeah, yeah. you're you're very like mellow. I've changed a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so what was the? I guess you're saying things got dark. Things took a turning point. Like oh, yeah. what was that point? Or do you have any examples of when you started thinking like, hmm, this might not be great? It just yeah, it it really you know kind of spiraled out of control at that point. Um, and there's really no one there. I mean, you have friends, you have family, but no one's really going to pull you aside and say, you know, you need to chill. Um, so it just got worse from there. I mean, pounding a fifth and trying to fight a cop type of thing, you know, getting in the fights and um, just bad environment type of things. Um, I had a few close friends that passed away. Um, you know, some went to prison, one died in prison. Um, Holy from shit. like when they passed away from booze or just all different. Oh, all just stuff kind like of that. different scenarios. Um, you know, I overdosing can, and, you know, I can relate to that. Stuff. And, um, you know, part of you says, like, okay, maybe I need to pump the brakes. But then, 
you know, I was in the mindset at that point where, you know, you use substances as a, a getaway. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you're not mature enough to, to really deal with it, you know, in a healthy manner. Mm. Um, so it just, it continued from there. Um, you know, I was trying to take on more, um, you know, balance partying and trying to actually clean myself up. And that just honestly made it worse. You know, I got to a point where I'd be, you know, up at 4 a.m. to try to get to, you know, get to work and then go to class and then go to my second job and this and that. And that just, you know, really kind of pushed me over the edge. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I ended up getting DUIs and then really battling with depression, which is something I've always dealt with. But I mean, this amplified it to a level that I never experienced. Yeah, because alcohol is a depressant. Oh, know? yeah. And hangover anxiety is 100% a oh, real I mean, it thing. Was, it was awful. Um, did you get a DUI? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I didn't know. I, did I know that? Mm, I think I did. Maybe. I think um, I did. Those so, suck, bro. Oh, yeah. It was all in a matter of a couple weeks that, uh, you know, I was really battling with depression, mm -hmm. know, suicide attempt. Oh, my God. Um, Do you want to get into that at all? Depression is something I've always dealt with. Um, you know, I think... Uh, it's a real issue that doesn't get addressed in today's world. I mean, mental health as a whole, I think that's really the, the root cause of a lot of issues that this country is facing. Um, so yeah, you and I had that conversation. Yeah. I mean, Bobby and I talked about it at length, uh, this past weekend, but it's something that's, you know, almost still taboo, which I think is a shame. Um, it's something that really needs to be talked about. And, uh, you know, people need to know that, um, you know, people are out there that deal with the same issues. They're there to help. Um, but, for me, it's something I've dealt with since I was, you know, early teens. Um, I've seen dozens of therapists. Some are great. Some are awful. Uh, you know, I found one that I really clicked with now that I see regularly, which really helps. You still to this day? Yeah. Mm -hmm. When did you meet that therapist out of curiosity? Probably 10 years ago. Oh, wow. So you've yeah. been going to the same therapist for 10 years? On and off, yeah. Wow. How regular do you meet? I, I know this is like way too much detail, but like I'm, that's the longest i've ever heard someone have the same therapist yeah i had one for 10 years really Dumped you find ass. a good one you have to hold on to them <laughs> yeah um guy or a girl girl oh it's an older lady but um, really yeah hmm. interesting that's but, good for you i mean that's i i don't mean any of this in a negative way i just yeah. wow like that's awesome bobby's therapist shopping that's what he's trying to say honestly <laughs> i am i've i've dealt with so many and once you find one that you finally click click with they're worth their weight in gold mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. So, you know, honestly, I go, I used to go weekly. I did bi-weekly. Now I'm kind of as needed. Um, so it, it's, it, she helps immensely. Awesome. Just having someone to listen. So. so was she there through all of this? Like your, your, the, most part, yeah. the dark years mm -hmm. and the, the come up and all that good, good yeah. stuff? Um, here and there. I mean, part of me was a little bit egotistical. I don't need that, you know, when I was really out of control, but, um, yeah, for the most part, she's stuck with me. Did you lie to her thing. when you were boozing hard and like? I wouldn't say lied, but you kind of downplay it so that you know. Does she know about your um, attempt? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Really? Were Were you seeing her when that happened? No, not regularly. Oh, uh, not regular. You had seen her before though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What does she have to say? If you don't mind sharing, obviously. Um, I mean, she's really helped me to get in a better place mentally. Um, it's a, a constant, you know, I wouldn't say battle, but, you know, it's something that you have to stay on top of. You know, it's not like you go and you're cured and go on with your life. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so she's helped me deal with it in a healthy manner. Um, you know, not use substances as an, an escape. 
Um, so, you know, it's just a lot of, of dealing with it and, you know, moving mm-hmm. forward. So I just want to circle back here too, because mm-hmm. we didn't go off the rails. It was fine. Um, so what was, what was your turning point? Like when you were just like, okay, like did an event happen? Did you get sick or hurt or did, you know what I mean? Like what was that like? Like oh, rock sh- bottom. Yeah. Moment. What was that rock had, bottom? Like, oh yeah. shit, like something's got to change or did someone tell you you have to change, you know, whatever. So yeah, I hit rock bottom. I mean, I'm very familiar with it. Um, I had a week of just all those events kind of strung together. Um, I actually went to a rehab slash, you know, I'm sure there's some mental health um, side of it too for two weeks. Um, and how old were you at, the, at that point? 23. Were you still in college? Uh, no, not at that point. Had you dropped out? Is yeah. that what, Okay. Yep. And I actually got kicked out of Cabrini. Wait, what? Word. I got kicked out of Cabrini. What for boozing? For the quad with driving bit, across the quad. A little bit of everything. Grades. <laughs> oh yeah. Did, did you get caught driving across the quad? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm just like. Meanwhile, picture- Bobby like spit on one kid one time, and they're like, "You're out. Yeah. You're done." Oh, um, man. Okay, so I'm just like picturing like, like a like a like a courtyard for like a college, and like I'm seeing like dazed and confused. Like that's what I'm seeing. Oh, yeah. in that movie. But I'm just like picturing like like it's like uh like. What is it when they when the kids come up in high school and they're going doing like a tour? You know what I mean. Uh, and yeah. then you just come fucking ripping through, <laughs> oh, yeah. like ripping through it. Like it's like the middle of the fucking day, and I'm like, oh my god, yeah. Oh jeez. So okay, so you went to this facility. Did you admit yourself? Um, it was kind of a joint thing. Uh, I, at that point, I knew it was time. Uh, I hit rock bottom. Uh, I find that. I got to a point where I had to make a decision if I wanted to continue like this or if this was it. Um, I didn't want to live like that anymore. And it's something that, you know, I, I talk to a lot of people that go through um, similar, you know, depression, sobriety stuff, addiction. And, uh, you know, I always say that, you know, you can have people that influence you, that push you to, you know, go get help and things like that. But deep down, you have to want it for yourself, bottom line. And um, I was at that point, you know, I've, I would try to give up drinking and, you know, extracurricular activities for, um, <laughs> I love know. the way you put that, you know, because <laughs> we all know that that can entail many, many things. Yeah. I mean, you know, I tried, I'd make it a couple of days I'd make it a week, two weeks, whatever. And just, I got to a point where I said enough is enough. And I decided that was the turning point. And, uh, you know, I spent two weeks in this rehab slash mental health type facility. And, um, Honestly, it was a little bit of a blur. I like to think that it helped uh, mostly just to give me a change of environment, which I think is huge. Um, you know, you can't continue your same habits and hang around the same places, people, etc., and expect to change. I mean, the, the temptation is strong, and, you know, you can't have that around you. So um, that was the biggest thing for me. Um, you know, leaving there, uh, I decided that, you know, I was going to really devote myself to personal development and um the gym was a huge 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 thing for me um you know i always tell people too you have to have some kind of outlet or something else to really devote your time and energy to um you know if it's not going to the bar going to parties it's going to the gym or whatever it may be so that was it for me um i really got obsessed with it um yeah because i remember we had a um a mutual boss like him and i worked together he had worked with this boss at a previous job. Mm-hmm. And when he when you were working there, he Alec was like, 
rail thin. Like he was like a tiny yeah, little yeah. thing. And like now, it, well, when we started first started working together, you were fucking huge, bro. Mm-hmm. Like you were like, not that you're not a big, you're a big dude now still, but like this kid was chiseled. You know what I mean? And I remember when, you know, we'll say his name. When Mike saw you, he's like, yeah. Alec, like, holy fuck, bro. Like what the hell happened yeah. to you? Like, so you really, you, you really use that gym, mm-hmm. you know, as, um, as your outlet. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of people do. I think it's great. Um, you know, both for the physical benefits, mental benefits. Um, that's what I recommend to a lot of people that are trying to make that switch or, you know, make a change. Um, but you know, it's different for everyone. It makes total sense why you love your life now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No, I think the world of what they do. Yeah. I, that's like, I bet you, you, if, if we were closer and were able to make more friends and that you'd find so many carbon copies of people just like you oh, doing yeah. the same, you know, using that gym for the same thing and everything. I can sort of relate in a tiny way in that, like, I like to run. That's the one, okay. like, outlet that I absolutely adore. And when I was going through panic attacks really bad a couple of years ago, I would just be like, oh, my God, I need to drink or I need to smoke. Like, I need to do one of those things. And I, if I have a beer, if I, like, hit this bowl a couple of times, I'll be good. And I found myself in situations where I was like, oh, my God, it's the middle of the workday and I can't do either of those things. Like, what the hell am I going to do to make this better? I would take my lunch break or do, you know, whatever that was. And I would just go for a run. And that would be like the only thing that I, that would, that would reset my brain. So Mm -hmm. I can imagine how that would translate to addiction and other kind of mental health issues. Instead of, you know, looking forward to going out and drinking at the end of the day, you look forward to chest day or for me, (laughs) leg day or whatever. Yeah. Right. I, uh, Caitlin, I don't know how you enjoy running. Because I'm still I'm doing either. it. I, I think I have more respect for you for running when you don't like it. Because for me, I run because I love it. I can't If I didn't like it, I wouldn't do it. So good, point. good for you. I appreciate that. Someone asked me that the other day. They're like, you hate it? And I'm like, yes, to its core. Like mm-hmm. all the way down to the foundation. I hate everything. And they were like, why do you do it? And I literally said, I was like, I start out my day doing something that I fundamentally hate. The day can only get better. And they're like, that's a really like kind of fucked up way, but of like thinking. But I get it. And but you also like thrive, like a, a mo- motivator. Well, motivators for you are a lot different than mine. Like for me, I need to be like, this is great, things are awesome, I'm killing it, and I love my life. Like I feel like your motivators are like, see this hard thing that you fucking hate. You're gonna do it. You're gonna hate it, but you're gonna do it. And then you did it, and now go you kill the day like you like to be challenged and like if like you thrive on accomplishing things that you know are really hard you should have seen me and alec at the gym bro on on sunday that's good dude i'm still sore as fuck i don't know what it is about that place but it just makes you want to like a vibe it just makes you want to work out so hard like and how many times did i say like i can't do that and then like all of a sudden like we're doing it i'm like i love that fuck energy makes a world of difference it does it does well, I'm sorry from having sex, not to brag, but I've been having some great sex lately. I'm not gonna, not gonna lie. Anyway, I digress. Yeah, rub it in, dude. <laughs> How did we get here? Um, okay, so you've checked into this facility. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say you're better, but you're on the road to recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, I can imagine that was probably kind of an identity crisis for you because I'm oh, assuming yeah. you were, like you said, you're driving your fucking car through the quad. Mm-hmm. You were the party guy. You were the crazy guy. Like yeah. I, I would imagine you had to kind of like reinvent who you were like what was that yeah, like absolutely i mean it's tough at first i mean it, it sounds cliche but you know you really do see who your true friends are um you start attracting a different group of people um 
and you have you have to you know really decide where you want to go with it from there um it's a, a total identity change um but you know i decided what i wanted to do um i ran my own business for six or seven years after that um what were you doing um, so my dad's a real estate broker, and uh, I ran a company that was basically manages managed the different transactions for agents. You know, busy work that they didn't have time to do. Okay. Um, you know, I did some websites, social media marketing, stuff like that. Um, so I did that for six or seven years, but ultimately decided, you know, I want to change and I wanted to grow as a person. Um, you know, all around. And it sounds kind of cheesy, but um, it was you know a total identity. Um, Right. I wouldn't say crisis, but change. Now, we, when we were off air, you mentioned a little bit it was more than just losing alcohol. Like mm-hmm. you didn't just give up alcohol; you gave up so much more. And I stopped you. I'm like, wait, save yeah. it for the podcast. So, talk to us about that. Um, so, a big part of it for me is really just changing my mental state. Um, you know, a lot of it is uh, learning to deal with things in a healthy mindset. Um, you know, not resorting to um, you know, substance abuse, whether it be alcohol or drugs or whatever. Um, that's been a huge thing. I mean, attitude is everything in life, you know, how you react to things. Um, so the, you know, personal development side of things has been fundamental for me in the whole journey. Um, you know, really tapping into, you know, I'm a firm believer in, you know, the whole law of attraction thing, you know, writing out your goals, manifesting that. Mm. Um, so I work on that every day. Um, it's been, you know, fundamental and really getting to where I want to be in life. Um, it's, I mean, it's night and day for the last, you know, eight plus years. Um, so that's been the biggest takeaway. I mean, you know, not drinking for eight years is, is great. I'm, you know, totally stoked about that. But, you know, being in a better place mentally and, um, you know, working towards goals that I thought I would never have accomplished. I mean, you know, if you would have told me, um, you know, 10 years ago that I'd be doing what I can do now or what I have done, I would never would have believed you. Yeah, like, you know, so our job that him and I worked at together was working with supercars, Mm -hmm. you know, Lamborghini, Bentley, Ferrari, McLaren, Porsche, you know, for, did I say Ferrari regardless? That's his favorite car. No, Lamborghini is your favorite car. Mine's Lamborghini, yeah. yeah. okay. Um, You know, that's where we met. Like, ask your 19, 20, 22, 23-year-old self, like, hey, just so you know, in a few short years, you're going to pilot some of the most expensive and fastest cars on the planet. get paid for it. And get paid a, a lot of money to do it. Right. You would have been like, no fucking way. Yeah, not a chance. You know what I mean? Like, Sounds like a dope job. Why don't you guys work there anymore? <laughs> How much that time you another got? another episode. <laughs> <laughs> How much time you got? Yeah. So what are you up to now? Uh, so right now, I guess technically I'm, I uh, have two businesses uh, in the automotive world. Um, I actually just left my nine to five job a couple weeks ago, which was terrifying. But I am trusting in the universe and taking that leap of faith to uh you know pursue what i want in life and uh basically have my own businesses and not to listen to anyone not to listen to yeah, anyone good for That's you that sounds one. like the dream last week when i was away i literally had a day where i was like okay like i bartend like how much do i pull in when i bartend like do i really like what if i just gave my fucking two weeks just didn't go back but then i went home to bartend and i made like the worst money i'd ever made in my entire life working there and i was like thank you universe okay got it but good for you that sucks i was just there the other night by the way shout out the tavern last night actually yeah well, i feel like between everyone that works there and like people like you bobby like there's one of us or all of us every night of the week every night oh so. yeah absolutely 
But um, so do you think that you'll ever have a sip of alcohol again? No. I feel like like once you've made it this far, it's like, what's the point? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it's something I wouldn't say I struggle with, but I always you know I always ponder the the thought. Um, and you know, people ask all the time, and honestly, I don't think so. Um, you know, I, I've kicked around the idea if it's you know so and so's wedding or whatever, maybe I'd consider it, but. Like having a beer, not yeah. like getting fucked up. Like I would never encourage you to get fucked no. up again. But like, I have another friend of mine who's going on th- two, three years. You know, um, but yeah, he's like two or three years sober. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've I've asked I've almost every single time I see him, like, you think you're gonna have a beer? Yeah. Oh no, I thought about it. Thought about it. I'm like, don't. I just don't it. don't. I'm like, what's well, the because fucking I point? think also like alcoholics, you can never really just have one right well, that's, that's the kind thing of the idea right so i have an addictive personality right bottom line and uh i know one will turn into 10 will turn into 15 you know so. see that's how i feel about lay's potato chips so oh, i yeah. can only imagine <laughs> like what it's like for a really actually dangerous substance so, so you want to hear a funny story about that sure uh, do my me my it was my mom's 40th birthday we went to hawaii and on the back of Lay's potato chips bag, they had that was their slogan once. You can't just have one. And it's fucking true. And you know what's funny is I got a bag of Lay's barbecue, which is my favorite potato chip. And I remember seeing that. And we had just gotten to like we hotel hopped throughout a couple of islands. And we had just gotten there. And I was like, Leanne, see this? And she's like, Leanne, my sister. Yeah. Also been on the podcast. Um, and I was like, you see this? She's like, yeah. I said, watch this. And I opened the bag and I ate just one, and put closed it, it up and I put it on like the counter in the hotel room. I was like, I'm only going to have one of those for the day. And she's like, no, you're not. And I went, I, it was hard. I was like, oh my Jeez. God, that was a really good fucking potato chip. I would have like low key binge ate them like under my bed, like three hours later, <laughs> Do, like yeah? replace the bag with like trash. Like <laughs> Bobby's got barbecue chips all over his face. <laughs> it wasn't me. I swear, I swear. But yeah, so I did just have one. But no, I get it. And I don't think you should. I don't think you should have another one. You know what I mean? It's if I you're don't gonna have... throw away eight years and then, you know, I know it would escalate and you know, I'd feel like shit the next day. It's just not like... it's not even that. It's just like at this point, like you've made so much of a commitment now. Mm-hmm. Like what the f- it's kind of like this TV show I'm watching. Like <laughs> I've committed to this show. Like I have to finish it now. Right. Like even if I start hating it halfway through, like I've done so much, you know, it's not worth it, you know? So the right. first time when you checked into that facility, was mm-hmm. that your first, like, did you relapse at all after that? Or was that like you quit and you haven't touched it since? Cold turkey. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Did cool. you get really sick at all? Um, It's hard to say. I mean, I'm sure the first couple of days sucked, um, but it was kind of a whirlwind, so I can't pinpoint what exactly it was. Do I mean, you remember a lot of being there or? A little bit, you know, here and there. Um, you know, of course, there's the like physical dependence that you know sucks, but mm-hmm. um, like, it was what do you mean by that? When, you know, your body just goes through withdrawal with you know everything's a little different, but you know, alcohols like sweating well. a lot. Doesn't say stuff. we don't know, so, so if you don't mind, <laughs> open like, up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, and everyone's you know different, but you know, headaches and you just feel kind of you know in a bad mood i feel like it's just like an extended hangover kind like, of yeah you're just hungover oh god the fuck? your body gets so used to it and then it's like a shock and i went out last thursday for a 30th birthday and had definitely had one too many i didn't drive so it doesn't mm-hmm. matter you know but i had work friday and saturday and 
I hated everything. Oh, yeah. I was hungover for two fucking days straight. And I more and more, I realize I don't like drinking that much. <laughs> I'll go out and have drinks, but oh my gosh. Do you, I don't know if this is a question I'm even supposed to ask you, but I'm just going to ask. And mm-hmm. if it's not appropriate, if you could educate us, that'd be great. Sure. Do you ever miss drinking? Uh, honestly, from time to time, yeah. Um, bars, absolutely not. Clubs, absolutely not. Um, Do you still go to them at all? N- sparingly. I try to avoid it. It's weird sober. I don't know if you ever saw that workaholics episode where they go to the strip club drunk and then sober. I'm just like, this is weird. Really? (laughs) I had a friend in college who used to say going to a party sober is like going to a dog park without a dog. It's true. (laughs) (laughs) That is amazing. But it's so true. That's a great way to describe it. It really is. It's like, this is great. Wish I had a dog. (laughs) Because I had that, you know, my two hiatuses the last two years where Mm -hmm. I went, you know, 100 plus days, you know, sober. Um, yeah, you're right. You're like there. That's fucking hilarious. Who it's, said that? A uh, girl named Kate Sipes. Shout out. She was great. Oh my gosh, that is so funny. Kate, you're the shit. Um, <laughs> that's funny. The because you've been the bars with me before. Yeah, yeah. I know that. Like he's not like, and I don't want to speak for you, mm-hmm. and you know, obviously speak up if, but like, you're not like opposed to going now. But you, if it's like, it's just weird. I mean, I'm not the most outgoing person, so there's a you know touch of social anxiety, which. You know, of course, gets masked by alcohol. Typically, of course, so. yeah. Yeah, welcome to my life and talking to any girl ever. <laughs> Can <laughs> yeah. confirm. Yeah. <laughs> Hold it's on, a real wait. thing. You want, me, you want me to go talk to that girl? I'll have two shots of confidence, which is Jack Daniels. Yep. Come on over. That's what I call it. So that kind of stuff, like comments like that, does that trigger you at all? Like, no, how do you feel no. about that kind of stuff? I mean, it's valid. Um, In the beginning, like, what, did you have these feelings, like, all along? Have you built them? As far as going to like the bar, and as far as like out. hearing Bobby be like, "I want two shots, Jack." For some oh no, I mean it's like it's a totally thing. real thing. Um, I don't, I have, you know, I can't deny that. Um, <laughs> I mean that's part of my problem, you know, is that those settings, you know, it's of course, um, you know, enticing to have a few and you know, feel more comfortable and then just kind of go from there. But have you? Do you remember the, like the last time that you've been like in a situation where, you know, because you seem like the type of person where if you feel the urge to do something mm-hmm. or whether it's drink or whether it's just something that you're not really comfortable being around. You're the type of person I feel like where you're like, all right, I'm just going to leave. Like yeah, I'm gonna really good at the Irish exit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like when do you remember like the last time that like you've had like a really crazy urge to drink and you were just like, yo, no. I got to get out of here. It's been that long. No, I don't really get the urge now. It's just more of like, Hey, this isn't my thing or whatever, yeah. you know, that's a good thing though. I mean, if it's, if you're because if you didn't have um you know that ability to irish goodbye and yeah. just sneak out the back that's bag. why I, you know I, I place a large emphasis on the the mental side of things is that you know if if i was any you know weaker in that regard you know you have that wavering thought of oh well maybe just have one this and that and um you know i just won't let myself do that and you know it's been beneficial i'm still in shock that like you drove your car through the fucking yeah, quad. Yeah, I can never like, see that. You're just such a, you're such a mellow person. I can, I can't I can tell you stories online. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So can I ask about relationships? Yeah. Um, number one, did you have any relationships during these dark quad driving years? Oh yeah, there was always they were always a disaster. So you had girlfriends here and there. Yeah. What was the, I'm assuming that just from my own like I used to have some some toxic ass uh alcohol and drug fueled relationships oh yeah um volatile as shit i'm assuming yeah i mean they just weren't anything of substance um you know 
it could be that you're just not thinking clearly or, you know, there's a lot of different factors, but I just think it's really tough to, you know, have a good, healthy, long lasting relationship in that world. Um, so, you know, here and there, but, um, now I'm with, uh, Gabrielle, it's been over two years and there's no way I could have done it in that world. Do you ever like look back on any like past relationships and be like, man, like, I fucked up. I, like I lost a good one. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. Sure. And if I wasn't a fucking drunk, yeah. you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. Um, Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's plenty. But, you know, I, I still look at it as, you know, going through that was the best thing that ever happened to me. And then what did like, uh, like, what did the relationship with like your parents look like? You know, first things first, no, you know, again, you don't have to. Are your parents like civil? Do they still like they're not they don't ups hate. and downs <laughs> okay like can they exist coexist in the same room together yeah okay yeah because i know there's now, some yeah. <laughs> i was gonna say some parents don't you know like what was that relationship like when you were going through these dark times getting in trouble and you know having to semi check yourself in semi get told mm-hmm. to check yourself into yeah. this facility and whatnot uh it was definitely volatile um during those years but um you know, ultimately they were there for me, which I'm super appreciative about. Um, but now, I mean, it's, I'd say for the most part, it's better than ever. Um, you know, that's, that stuff just, I feel like it gets a lot easier, you know, when you're not hungover, still drunk or whatever. Yeah. Did they, I mean, were they on your shit all the time? Like, did they get, like, I know my parents, like when I was going through my dark times mm-hmm. and whatnot, just getting in trouble and getting yeah. in fights and whatnot. Like they kept telling me, they're like, "Yo, you're gonna get in trouble. You're gonna yeah. get in trouble." Like, did they did they even know that you were as bad as you were? Or, um, I mean, they they'd give me like, "Oh, you're gonna get in trouble," or this and that, you know, whatever. But, um, at the end of the day, they I don't think they were really aware. I mean, they knew I would go out and have fun, and there was a few times where, you know, they'd get calls at, late at night from you know cops or whatever. But, um, I think honestly, to this day, they still don't really know the extent of it. Really? No. Well, I think based on what we've heard from some previous guests, people that really have a problem are usually pretty good at hiding it. Oh, yeah. People mm-hmm. that, that they know would be the ones to hold them accountable. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, did you get to the point where you were, like, drinking by yourself, like, in, like, your room and then just, like, going out for a cruise or something like that, or? No, nah, not quite. You um, weren't that, I guess, like. I mean, I think there's different different, different types. Levels, like, uh, I think. Yeah. There's that, and then I think you were just a partier. Mm-hmm. It and seemed I, like you just. Yeah. I have to imagine if you hadn't, nipped it in the bud for lack of a better term that that's probably where it was headed it sounds oh, to i'd me. be in dead or in jail yeah um yeah i think there's different types um you know and maybe i justified it was okay because i was going out with people but right you know do you keep in touch with any of those people still for the most part no probably for the best it just it's not the same i mean a lot of people just stop hitting you up you know if you're not bringing drugs or alcohol or coming out or whatever you're just not part of their life anymore it's so Um, true you grow away from people and you know i feel like it's kind of shitty but it's kind of the way it goes sometimes well they say it's like a plant like if you if your plant's dying in this like and it's cold outside the soil hasn't been changed in three years Mm -hmm. like it's just a bad environment for the plant you don't get rid of the plant buy a new one and then plant it in the same shitty place like I wonder it's why gonna, it's gonna it's gonna die now. again like so i think yeah. exactly what you said like look you at wanted... you with a good analogy usually it's me well because i i i uh, stayed in a shitty shitty environment for a long time so yeah <laughs> i think i found a lot of analogies for growth in the I mean, last you are year. who you hang out with too that's a big one 100 so. percent. absolutely 
do you know if any of them have like gotten better or some like... have um you know some people have reached out to you know to try to follow the same lead which you know is one of the best i think compliments in life you can get um and i'm all for but um you know some people can do it some can't you know some battle with it and that is a really good feeling i've had like some people reach out to me like even just like from this podcast Mm -hmm. and stuff like that they're like i just had one today yeah they're like wow like you know that's really cool that you guys are just doing this or like hey man uh what's his name um dale um dale hits hit me up when i was in montana he's like Dude, you have shown me places that I've never thought that I've wanted to ever visit ever. Utah being number one, he goes, now I want to go to Montana. Like, thank you. And you're just like, (laughs) yes, like I did one little thing and like someone is happy that I did that. You know what I mean? Like, that's cool though. It's validating. You're like, you know, I made a change or I did something cool and someone wants to follow in your footsteps, even if it's only in the slightest bit. Yeah, Yeah. that's why I was stoked when you reached out too. Because like, it's not something that I normally talk about. You know, I'm not super open about it, but... Honestly, especially given the, you know, where we are as a world right now, um, I think it's more important than ever. Yeah. And, uh, if it can help one person, I mean, that's... That's what we that's say everything. all the time. We say if, if we get one person to react to whatever episode it is, then yeah. we've accomplished our goal. Mm-hmm. And, like, when we were driving out to um, your life the other day, I was, like, sitting I was, like, talking to you. We were talking about the conversation, you know, the, yeah. the things that you and or you have planned that i'm gonna ride your coattail on Mm -hmm. and help you out with um that i was like man you know what like alex an interesting dude like (laughs) i was like we could probably have him on and some things happened like with our guests that we were supposed to have this weekend i was like you know what fuck it like let's see what he can do and i was like you know what alex got a cool story and it's like right up our alley so thank you for sharing. Yes, thank you. Absolutely. I didn't expect it, honestly. I really, I, I, I didn't expect you to say yes because you are a quiet, mm-hmm. reserved person. I knew a little bit about your, you know, I mean, him and I send each other memes of like people like blacked out drunk and we'll be like circa 2010. You know what I mean? So like we like make jokes or whatever. Yeah. So about I guess it. that's a question I do have too is like, obviously you have a girlfriend now. Prior yeah. to that, I'm assuming you probably dated a bit. Like at mm-hmm. what point do you introduce that? into the conversation like how deep do you get what does that look like one dating is weird not drinking i was gonna say yeah, that, you can't really go out and grab drinks so i remember when it's bobby weird. was going through his sober thing i was like oh just ask her out for a drink and he's like i can't people I'm like, look at you weird too well i mean i'm not gonna lie and this is making me question it now but when i was on hinge god that was the worst month of my life but regardless if someone wrote like doesn't drink or even if they wrote drink sometimes i was like, like yeah a no i yeah. was like no because you're not gonna fucking like me so and people i people think you're like lame or you know i bet that conversation comes up pretty quick though because yeah. like, if you're like out in the dating pool they're like oh let's go grab a drink and you'd be like well i i don't drink yeah and then you kind of it's a good conversation piece yeah <laughs> but you're kind of like forced into like telling her yeah. about because you can't just be like I mean, you could, because I've talked to people. I'm like, I don't, I don't drink. I'm like, oh, why not? They're like, I just don't. I'm like, seem sensitive. I'm gonna leave this alone. Right. But I feel like a girl's gonna want to know more. It's a fine line. I mean, I'm, it's something that I'm open with up front. I mean, I don't obviously go into depth about it right away. Um, you don't tell them about the quad right away. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe it's, I think it's funny, but um, <laughs> um, no. I mean, it's it's something I usually tell people up front. And I mean, there's. Some people have like a stigma against it, like oh, they think you're weird or loser, not a loser, but a dork or whatever. You just don't like to have fun. But I wonder if they like think you're unhinged. You know what I mean? I mean like that too. Yeah. 
because I mean, which is not a, it's not a fair assumption at all. No. You know what I mean? But like, I could see that like, girl being like, Oh, you know, he struggles with this. Like he's unhinged. Like, you know, he, he might relapse. He, he, he might relapse yeah. or something like that where it's like, no, like I'm eight years sober and I don't ever want to go back. I'm right. like pretty confident of that. But like, you're not going to give me that chance to portray that to you because right. of like you said, this like negative stigma against it. Interesting. So does your girlfriend now drink? No. Not at all. Okay. Actually, no. ah. And was that prior to you? Um, yeah. It's a good mix. Do you um, think that you could be with someone who did drink? Um, I mean, I have dated girls that do um, to an extent. I mean, I have zero interest in people that kind of live that same lifestyle of, you know, just and plus I'm 31. So I just, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's... If you're still doing it at this age, you know, going out five nights a week. It's. Oh my God! Thank God Not he clarified. Me. I'm like, is he talking about me? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I go out once a week, sometimes two, depending. And no, I'm home I mean, by ten, so that's no big deal. And I'm home no, by no. ten. Although I was out till two a.m. this past week, baby. Whoa, she's <laughs> back. Yeah, I know. I want to know how I know that she's back. <laughs> uh-huh. I got a FaceTime at <laughs> like twelve thirty, yeah. and I was like, oh, what the fuck? I said, bye. Bye. Yo, Bob. <laughs> I'm like sitting there. I was at the bar with just having a beer with a couple of the guys, just chilling. It was like the quietest night at the pub. And like you've been drinking, you, you only stopped drinking for what, like three months, maybe? Yeah, I do. I usually do like 100 days. The last two years, I did over 100 and days. And you have been back on the wagon for longer than you were off at this point. I'm still like, oh, you're drinking? That's awesome. Cool. Like, yeah, and I'm like, welcome back. Like, you know, I've been doing this for a little while. It makes me feel less crappy about myself, I guess. Yeah. She was smashed up. It was good. Do you have any closing arguments? I, th- I think, you know, unless there's anything else that you want to kind of go over. Like, what do you want to leave our listeners? Like, what knowledge do you want to bestow upon them about your journey or whatever that might be? I guess that's, I mean, that's pretty much everything. Um, you know, ultimately you're in control of your life, your destiny. Um, and, you know, no one's going to come to save you. Um, so it's something that, you know, you, it is a very lonely road, but there are a lot of people out there that are um, on the same path. So that's part of the reason I wanted to come here. Um, you know, you guys are welcome to throw my social media up. If anybody's. Yeah, go ahead you know, and do it. My uh, social media is Alec Marshall. Um, and Can you spell that for us? A-L-E-C, like Baldwin. M A R S H A L L. Um, if anybody's you know struggling with that, they need somebody to talk to or somebody to listen to them, you know, all ears. Um, but you know, I just wanted to bring some light to uh, you know something that's a major issue nowadays and uh, often gets overlooked. And I think it's interesting too because I think with so many, I don't want to say like hot topics because it's just a terrible way of putting it, but for things like addiction sobriety a lot of the times i find in cases of like sexual assault rape suicide attempts anything like we only see or hear about like the really bad ones right Mm -hmm. like when you picture an alcoholic you picture the The guy covered in his own vomit all the time you hear about rape you picture like a girl getting attacked in the woods while she's running like you hear of domestic violence you picture a girl with a busted up face and like oftentimes i feel like especially for younger people our age. And this is not to discount those traumatic and awful situations because they obviously do happen. But sometimes when it's maybe like a more mild form or just like a different, not so in-your-face aggressive-looking form of any of those things, people think, oh, well, it's not the way – it's not that bad, so it's not really what what that is. And I think – Yeah, I feel like most people you don't know. Yeah, and I think your situation, like, not what I expected at all, but mm-hmm. having been 
I mean, Bobby and I went to college. We partied pretty hard. And I think mm-hmm. I can definitely say in my own um, experiences, I had I had struggled with alcohol a lot um, yeah, yeah. to the point where I really had to dial it back. And I had lots of conversations with, with people about it. Um, and I'm talking to you, I'm sitting here wondering, like, maybe I should have just gone your route because I would have saved myself like seven years of really bad shit. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I appreciate you coming here because i think sometimes it's hard for people to tell those stories in fear of someone saying oh well like my experience wasn't that bad so it's not really like worth talking about Do you we know also what I mean? live in like a victim culture now where like everybody compares themselves right like, oh mine's worse than yours mm-hmm. or yours is worse than mine and which makes people afraid to talk about it I yeah think. yeah you're you don't need to validate your pain your pain was your pain and it hurt person who's been on this podcast who hasn't done it so i will say good for fucking you that, <laughs> that just supposed to show how mentally strong you are because <laughs> that's a really tough thing to do yes thank you again alec thank you thank you thank, thank you. you for having me awesome on that note, everyone, you know what to do. Um, follow the regular Instagram page at a regular podcast. Also, follow my personal if you feel that you would like to follow my life for whatever reason at yobob, E Y O O O underscore B O B. I will say your content has been popping lately. Thank you. Agreed. Inspirational, some great photos, like always a great meme follow. Yeah. For, for you all. Easy on the eyes. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Yes, a cutie. Um, but if you'd like to follow my Instagram, you should as well at Katie underscore A N I. It's K A I T Y underscore A N I. We hope to see you guys next thursday i think we're back on a pretty good schedule although i do have two more vacations coming up and both of them are bachelorette parties so i got some weddings and shit (laughs) yeah i got some weddings oh my gosh i can't i don't know how i'm gonna do but we'll figure it out and maybe we'll see you next thursday love you love you guys 